Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. On our program today, we continue to dig deeper, answering questions on the Bible, the Christian life, and the end times. And we have an update on our ministry outreach to prisoners. Have you signed up for our free e-newsletters? Our new email newsletters are going out to thousands of inboxes every week with the latest information on current events in Bible prophecy. And we also have special video messages from our speakers. Get these email newsletters free of charge and stay informed. Sign up at swrc.com or call 1-800-652-1144. Also, you can now take Watchmen on the Wall with you with our brand new daily podcast version of the radio program. Subscribe today and never miss a program. Watchmen on the Wall podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and TuneIn. Also be sure to subscribe to In the Beacon's Light, hosted by Jerry Tyson. New episodes of In the Beacon's Light are released every Tuesday and Friday. Watchmen on the Wall and In the Beacon's Light podcast. Be sure and subscribe today. Watchmen on the Wall is here to bring clarity to the chaos. The best way to find answers to all of that chaos is to dig deeper into God's Word. Pastor Larry and James Collins are doing just that, digging deeper to answer questions on the Bible, the Christian life, and the end times. Bible is under attack. Almost each and every day, skeptics ask questions about the Word of God. Did Jesus really claim deity? Doesn't science prove that the Bible is nothing more than fairy tales? Does God really exist? Did the New Testament writers copy pagan religions? Skeptics also question the validity of Bible prophecy. Is the rapture something to take seriously? Are prophetic ministries guilty of fear-mongering? Do you believe that Jesus will literally return? The questions really heat up when dealing with contemporary issues. Can a Christian participate in yoga? Can a Christian be a homosexual? Why is there so much suffering in the world today? On the program with me today is our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino. We're going to look today at a resource that answers these questions and much, much more. For years, Pastor Larry has offered answers to the most frequently asked questions about God and the Bible. Some of these questions are in his book, Digging Deeper, Questions and Answers on the Bible, the Christian Life, and the End Times. Pastor Larry, thanks for being back on the program with me again today. Thank you so much, James. I want to comment on your opening. I think it was a great opening, and I do want to tell our listeners that I've been studying the Bible for maybe 50 or more years they probably know that I've taught in seminary. I have a PhD from Southwestern Seminary. You were my teacher. Yes, I was your teacher. (laughs) And one of the things that's been so delightful to me is that the more I study Scripture and the more I read from the writings of those who hate the Scripture and attack the Scripture, the more my faith in the authenticity and veracity of the Scripture grows. I think one of the things that's so amazing about the Bible, there's been no book that's more important to the human race than the Word of God. And I can understand why it's under attack. Satan is very unhappy. 
But praise the Lord, I can say that God has raised men and even some women who are very able defenders of the Bible. We've got some people, for example, like Answers in Genesis. These guys are all credentialed PhDs from state universities. So I want to challenge each and every listener out there, don't be intimidated by the world. The world is desperate. The world is looking for hope and something solid that they can grab hold of, but they've been brainwashed. The public schools, the American university system is just loaded with apostates and atheists and wicked people. So I can understand why our boys and girls are so confused. We need to get them into good Christian schools where they learn the truth. But hey, I want to tell you, the Bible stands up very well under scrutiny. Yes, sir, it does. Well, I love this book, Digging Deeper. I think it's one of the best things that you have done. The book is Digging Deeper, Questions and Answers on the Bible, the Christian Life, and the End Times. And in this book, Dr. Spargimino, you have a section that deals with specific Bible text. And one of the questions in the book comes from the book of Jude. Would you take a moment and explain Jude 9 about Michael contending with the devil for the body of Moses? Why would a biblical writer refer to something that's not in the Bible? Well, that's true. There are some things in the Bible where biblical authors quote some extra biblical literature, and sometimes that's often used as a criticism of Scripture. I don't think it's a valid criticism of Scripture. The fact is there are histories, there are stories, there are accounts outside the Bible that are true. Now, everything in the Bible is true, and a lot of the stuff that's outside the Bible is not true, but some of it is. So I don't want to discount everything that the ancients wrote, even though they weren't inspired by God. Now, in Jude 9, it's a very interesting situation here because Jude is writing against the false teachers who, with great arrogance and ignorance, speak of things about which they know nothing. And in verse 8, we're told that they despise dominion, meaning that they reject authority. These filthy dreamers, we read, speak evil of dignities. Literally, they speak evil of glories. So, you know, this is an interesting situation. People say, well, why would the devil want the body of Moses? What good is this story? Well, actually, it makes a lot of sense to me. I believe that Satan could have used the body of Moses against the Israelites who, when seeing the body of Moses, would begin to question the Lord's grace and mercy to them. It would have been a devastating blow to their confidence in God. And I think this passage, even though it's based on something outside of the Bible, which is true because the Scripture endorses that, is a great encouragement to the people of God, and it's also something that warns us of the devilish tactics, the wiles of Satan, and tells us that, hey, we have to be on our alert because like Ephesians 6.12 tells us, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities, powers, evil forces from another dimension. I think all of this beautifully helps us to stand strong. Well, one of our most popular segments here on The Watchman on the Wall is Ask Pastor Larry and our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, gives biblically-based answers to questions that are sent in by our listeners. And we're talking about the book Digging Deeper. He has compiled many of the questions that have been sent in by you, our listening audience, in this book. And it's a tremendous resource. If you would like to get a copy, you can do so today by calling 1-800-652-1144. 
That's 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online, swrc.com. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 7-8, through 8, Lot is called righteous. But as we read in the Old Testament, Lot was guilty of several evils. In Genesis 19, we see immorality and drunkenness in Lot. We're also told that his heart was in Sodom. So how can Lot be righteous? Well, that's a question that I wrestled with for many years. I mean, this guy righteous? I have an answer, and I think the answer is right in Scripture. And by the way, friends, if you have questions, go to the Scripture. You would be surprised. The answer sometimes is right there. Well, Second Peter does call Lot righteous, and it says that God delivered just Lot now, notice this. He was vexed, okay? He was troubled. He was upset with the filthy conversation of the wicked. I'm thinking, you know, that's one of the problems that we have today. We're not vexed by the evil that's going on in the world. And right away, the, the light went on. You know, there are some things that can happen and even happen in churches that don't upset people. I believe that the reason why Lot was called righteous was because he was upset. Now, he wasn't a holy man. You're absolutely right. But there was one thing that Lot had going for him. He said, this is wrong. This is horrible. And so Lot's life was certainly not exemplary. He was guilty of incest. His daughters gave birth to two sons, fathered by Lot, and so on and so forth. But his righteousness is in the fact that he was troubled and vexed by the great evil that was in Sodom. Now, there's a parallel. Ezekiel 9, the prophet is told that there are six men who are coming with a deadly weapon in their hands, but one of the men was clothed in linen and had a writer's inkhorn in his hand. The Lord called out to the man clothed in linen and instructed him to go through the city of Jerusalem to put a mark on the foreheads of the men who were, notice, afflicted in their hearts by all of the abominations, just like Lot was vexed. So these people who are to be rescued, who are to be saved because of their heart's desire, they were afflicted. And so here we see that they were marked because they, like Lot, were grieved by the great evil that was occurring in the city at that time. They were the ones who demonstrated their righteousness because they were sighing and crying over the city's great evil. And I think the lesson for us, James, is this. While we may not be able to right all the wrongs in society, and there's so many of them, the real thing is, are we grieved? One of the reasons why we don't have revival is because people are so nonchalant. People are going to hell. We're not grieved. We should be grieved by that. People are being deceived. We should be grieved by that. So, yeah, Lot wasn't a holy man in that special sense of the word, but he was grieved. He was vexed. And friends, you and I need to be grieved and to be vexed by what's going on. I think when our hearts are touched by the Holy Spirit so that we see the exceeding sinfulness of sin like we're supposed to, I think when our hearts are like that, then God is going to say, those people are ready to receive my Holy Spirit in power. Those people are ready to preach the truth, to call people to repentance, to ask America to bow its knees and to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. When that happens, we're on the right track. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Pastor Larry Spargimino, the host of The Watchman on the Wall. We're talking about his book, Digging Deeper, Questions and Answers on the Bible, the Christian Life, 
and the end times. Pastor Larry has used his years of study and many years of talking to both believers and non-believers to create an exceptional book that offers each reader confidence in God's truths and promises, clarity in place of uncertainty, wisdom for decisions and choices, strength for every challenge, and assurances for their faith. Digging Deeper is a must-have addition to personal and family collections of faith-building resources, as well as to church, student, and professional libraries. I encourage you to get a copy today. Pastor Larry, let's talk about the tribulation. We are witnessing times of great sufferings in our world, sufferings from war, earthquakes, and tsunamis. Some people believe that all of this means we're now in the tribulation period. Do you agree? No, I do not. The tribulation judgments that we read of in the book of Revelation are so horrific. The only way that you can say, well, we're in the tribulation now, is to allegorize these judgments. But if you take the Word of God, and I believe we are to take the book of Revelation as the Word of God it is, we're to take it seriously, the magnitude of the judgments in the tribulation period are so beyond anything that we've ever seen, thank God, that no, we're not in the tribulation. And so, of course, we certainly don't want to minimize the suffering and anguish and loss of life that is being experienced today in war, for example, but these tragedies are not universal. They're not worldwide. While there are many military conflicts in the world, I think sometimes hundreds, these tribal fightings and so forth, they do not match in severity or extent what will take place in the future. Revelation 16, 14 tells us that there will be a universal war involving the kings of the earth and the whole world. And while we are having earthquakes, Revelation 16, 18 speaks about a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. Now, I take those words at face value, seriously. And nothing like that has ever happened. I think we're seeing harbingers of the future. We're being reminded, I think, the earthquakes, I think the tornadoes, the floods, and so forth are signs. And we need to be saying, hey, guys, it's awful now. You don't want to be caught in that. The beginnings of the birth pains. Yes, the beginnings of the birth pains. Along the same line, there are many verses in the book of Revelation that speak of the persecution of the saints. Why then do we teach that the tribulation period is a time of divine wrath when Christians have been persecuted by people throughout history? There are clear indications that what we have in the book of Revelation is an outpouring of divine wrath. I'm looking at Revelation 6:15 through 17. It says, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the what? Wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come. Who shall be able to stand? Now, a lot of the judgments of God in the Old Testament use the same language, or Revelation uses the same language as these judgments of God in the Old Testament. So these are all judgments of wrath. And, and furthermore, when there is divine judgment, Christians are often blamed, okay? And we're blamed for some of the things. So that's why there's persecution against Christians. But ultimately, this is God's wrath being poured forth on the earth. 
Pastor Larry, there may be someone listening today and they're not a believer. The question that they must answer is, how do I receive Jesus Christ? Would you take a moment and answer that question? That's a wonderful question. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And what that means is you don't come before God and say, hey, look how good I am. Or you don't come before God and say, hey, look how bad I am. There are some people who won't come to Christ because they think they're too bad to be saved. You simply need to acknowledge that you are a sinner, but that God is willing and able to save you to the uttermost. Amen. Well, for years you've provided biblical and timely answers to spiritually related questions. So I want to thank you for your ministry, and I want to thank you for writing Digging Deeper. Get your copy of the complete two-day conversation with Pastor Larry and James Collins by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. In our resource center today, we have Dr. Larry Spargimino's book, Digging Deeper. Digging Deeper answers questions on the Bible, the end times, and the Christian life. Over 100 different questions are answered. Get your copy of Digging Deeper for a gift of $20 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order this book online, swrc.com. That's swrc. I want to take a few moments today and give you an update on the Onesimus Project. The Onesimus Project is a special ministry here at Watchmen on the Wall. It's a special ministry to those men and women that are in prisons and jails, and also to their families and to the chaplains who minister to these folks who are incarcerated. As you may recall in the Bible, Onesimus was a runaway slave who belonged to Philemon, a Christian and a friend of the Apostle Paul's. Paul sent a letter to Philemon asking Philemon to forgive Onesimus and to receive him. This message of forgiveness and acceptance is a very important one to men and women who are incarcerated in prison. When you break down the Onesimus Prison Project, we have three major outreach activities. We give outreach to prisoners, to the prison and jail chaplains, and outreach to the prisoners' families. Now, the way that we do this outreach is through new prisoner packets, which we'll talk about in just a moment, as well as a monthly mailing that has information and encouragement for the prisoners, as well as a book slip that prisoners are then able to see different Christian resources to help them during their time of incarceration. We also provide Bibles for the prisoners, and our annual prophecy calendar is presented to the prisoners as well. I want to give you a couple of examples because we hear from prisoners almost every single day here at the ministry who are being positively impacted by the Onesimus Prison Project. This is from inmate Glenn in Texas. Glenn wrote, I wanted to personally thank you for the ministry that you all provide. I also want to thank you for the material you all send to those of us in the prison system. Your books are a great help to so many. Thank you so much. 
Now, speaking of books, there is a book that we've talked about here on the program before, and it is called A Christian's Guide to Prison Survival. And we are able to print that book here in our print shop, and we're able to provide it to prisoners all across the United States. When you break down the Onesimus Prison Project, we're talking about 50 different prisons across the United States. The mailing list includes over 2,500 prisoners that are reached and encouraged and taught the gospel every single month. Recently, now think about this, recently the numbers were updated to include prisoners that are receiving letters from all of us here at the Onesimus Prison Project. The Onesimus Prison Project not only reaches 50 different prisons, but it also ministers to 30 different chaplains. And on average, we are able to send out about 10 brand new prisoner packets per month. Now, in that prisoner packet is included a Bible, it is included our annual prophecy calendar, information about the Onesimus Project, and really letting that prisoner know that Jesus Christ loves them and that he gave his life for them. We were talking about the books. The Christian's Guide to Prison Survival is one of the key books that we make sure that prisoners receive. Think about this. Just here in the last few months, a total of 795 books of the Christian's Guide to Prison Survival have been printed, mailed out, and sent to prisoners all across the United States. Think about this. Inmate Joseph in Amarillo, Texas, wrote to us and said, quote, I would just like to thank you for the letters and information you send, as well as the opportunity to receive free books. What a blessing. All of you that make this possible are truly a godsend. And you know what? You, my friends, who are listening right now are the ones that make it possible. The entire cost for the printing of the books, the monthly mail-out, the Bibles, all of the new prisoner packets, the prophecy calendars, the monthly letters that are sent out, all of that cost is covered through designated donations to the Onesimus Prison Project. And many, many of you all across the country respond and send in designated gifts to the Prison Project through the mail, through calling our 800 number, and by a designated gift giving online. And we say thank you for all of that. From inmate Michael in Milton, Florida, he writes, quote, Thank you so much for the book of the month I recently received. I'm thankful for all you do for me and others incarcerated. God is good. I enjoy reading the monthly Prophetic Observer, and I'm coming closer to our Lord and Savior. SWRC is wonderful to me. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is possible because of you. That is made possible because of you and your monthly financial support to the prison project. The monthly cost to run the Onesimus Prison Project is only several thousand dollars per month, but every single dollar is needed. Every single dollar, every single gift that is given to the Onesimus Prison Project goes to cover these costs and also allows us to expand to reach more prisoners, new prisons, new chaplains, and new prison families every single week. A couple more comments. This is from Inmate Cortez in Quiero, Texas. He writes, quote, Brothers and sisters of like-minded faith, I write to you these few words in gratitude for the help and joy that your ministry has brought me. 
I've been in prison for 10 years, and I am grateful for this time because it has brought me closer to my Creator. For many years, I've received your calendar that has been extremely useful in my growth and in my faith. Thank you for the help you've given me, and God bless you always. Inmate Brian from California writes, quote, Thank you so very much for the study material. I feel loved and welcomed in God's family. This material is so helpful in my walk with the Lord. Your ministry is truly a blessing. Would you consider today sending a designated gift to the prison ministry? There are several ways you can do that. You can mail your designated gift for the prison ministry to Watchman on the Wall, P.O. Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. That's Post Office Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. You can also support the prison outreach when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. When you call the 800 number, be sure to tell them that you want to support the Onesimus Prison Ministry. You can also designate your gift online, swrc.com. Just click on Support SWRC, then there's a little drop-down box for where you would like your donation to go, and just click on Onesimus Prison Project, swrc.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support of the Onesimus Prison Project. Inmate Larry from Oklahoma writes to us, quote, I look forward to your mail each month. The joy it brings me, I can't even describe. It's good for my soul. I appreciate everything you do for me. It means a lot. A lot of inmates might not receive any mail from family, but we can count on your ministry, and it's really a blessing when the letter comes under the door at the mail call. Just wanted to make sure you know how much I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate and are thankful for you, and we thank you for your support of the Onesimus Prison Project, sharing the good news with prisoners and their families. Don't forget our special resource today, Dr. Larry Spargimino's book, Digging Deeper. Digging Deeper answers questions on the end times, the Bible, in the Christian life. Over 100 questions are answered in this book. Get your copy of Digging Deeper for a gift of $20 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. And again, thank you Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your financial support, not only of the Onesimus Prison Ministry, but also of this ministry of Southwest Radio Church and Watchmen on the Wall. Without your prayers and financial support, we would not be able to be on the radio, online, and on the podcast. So thank you. Tomorrow, Pastor Larry will begin a conversation with Michael Samuel Smith looking at Al-Qaeda and Afghanistan. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners 
like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.